Game six. They say defense wins championships, but LeBron wins championships. I'm Matt. I'm Paul. Welcome to Basketballers. Wow. It is Sunday night, October 11th, 2020. We literally, like 10 minutes ago, finished game six of the NBA Finals, which turned out to be the final game of the Finals, and the Lakers won. By more than the score indicated. They won by a lot. I mean, it was 13 points at the end, but basically it was Solomon Hill and Kelly Olenek getting shit minutes for the Heat, checking up shots and being like, going to make it look not as terrible as it was but it was terrible oh yeah i mean the lakers were just in control of this game from the very start it just it wasn't even close after the first quarter in the in the third quarter we were like is miami gonna score 50 for the game 60 <laughs> yeah was... there was a point in the third quarter where they had scored 37 points with like seven and a half minutes so we were joking for the most part but then it's like are, are we? Yeah. <laughs> are we joking? I'm not sure at this point. You were joking about it, and then they miss a layup, they brick a three, and you're like, how are they going to score points, actually? The thing about it is that the Lakers controlled, like Paul said, the entire game. I mean, both offensively and defensively. The big sign, when we were watching it for the Heat, that I think was kind of, to me, the, the big first sign of, of trouble was bam they kept passing the ball to bam in the low post and yeah, was, he's like a... not able to catch it and there's all these turnovers and he's he shoots like one of six in the first six minutes of the game or something like that i mean it not felt a good like, sign it felt like for the first six possessions they tried to go to bam and it was a few turnovers and just sloppy it's like when you're driving in you actually get momentum toward the rim just take the shot you're trying to do wraparound passes, and you forget that Anthony Davis has arms that are like eight feet long, and he just deflects it, blocks it, it touches, bam, last, goes out of bounds. Like, that's it's just not winning basketball. Well, I'm disappointed in Anthony Davis's offense, because I am disappointed. He did not score enough points to me. Even though they won greatly, I would just would have liked to see better offense from him. His defense was incredible tonight. Yo. He, I mean, he got back for his defensive assignments. He blocked at least a couple of shots, altered several shots, and he really helped set the tone defensively for the Lakers tonight. Yeah, so, I mean, Anthony Davis' stat only says that he blocked two shots. I honestly don't believe that. It feels like more. (laughs) I feel like I saw at least three or four. I'm not calling the NBA stats liars, but I think we're right about this. I'll call them liars. (laughs) I think they're lying. Fix your shit, NBA stats. Fix your shit, NBA stats. What are you doing? The Lakers were so dominant tonight. They, they were just like clearly said, the better start team. To finish. Clearly the better team. And Rajon Rondo, who has been really good in the playoffs, not amazing in the finals, had a dominant performance. He's been on and off. I mean, right. I think he was one for seven last game, and then this game he comes out and is like 
shooting the first six that he made or something Look like up that. his shooting stats because it was like eight for nine or something like that. Something crazy. Little computer sound. Beep, beep, boop-a-doop. Doop-a-doop. He went eight for 11. Eight for 11. Including three for four from three-point range. Just nuts. Which, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's... When Rajon Rondo is going 8 for 11 and playing good defense, and he had uh, four assists, which isn't a whole lot actually for him, but he gave them a lot of good minutes. That's that's been what we've been saying about the Lakers this whole time. It's like, who's going to step up? Who's going to be their third best player? Is it going to be Caruso, Kuzma, Rondo, KCP? Rondo just kind of showed up tonight and was like, I'll do it. And KCP was also good tonight. KCP was good. Caruso was good. And he got the start. You know what? Shout, shout out, out to Caruso. Shout out to Caruso. That guy just makes some winning plays. I know it's not Matt's favorite. He's not my favorite. But I got to give him a lot of credit because he has been a dog this entire final. He, he does some of those things that are just, they may not show up on the stat sheet, but they show up in our hearts. I feel like he and Duncan Robinson are similar players where they're just gamers. They just, they try hard. They work really hard, and yeah. they put more effort in than other guys. And it's not like a Patrick Beverly try hard, where you're just like running around and flailing your arms and maybe not actually doing a whole lot sometimes. It's just like diving on the floor for a loose ball or hustling for a really tough offensive rebound or you know, playing a little defense on the inbounds possession after a made bucket for the other team and kind of making life a little more difficult for them. You know who tries really hard at basketball? LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's also just like the best athlete on the planet? LeBron James. LeBron James, yeah. <laughs> Which is why LeBron James wins championships. LeBron James has now won four NBA championships. He has won with three different teams. and Which means he's almost as good as Danny Green. Who has also won for three different teams <laughs> now tonight. Shout out to Danny Green carrying LeBron to this championship. You know, <laughs> I feel like LeBron's going to send this really sweet text to Danny Green in the next few days. And saying, we're going to hey, hear man, about it somehow. I think from Rachel Nichols probably. <laughs> and it's going to be like, hey man, I just I want to tell you, you're like a big brother to me. And I, I'm guess I don't even know who's older, but you're like a big brother to me. You've meant a lot. You've been like a mentor to me. Oh, wait, never mind. I'm fucking LeBron James. Never mind. All right, Conspir <laughs> conspiracy theory time. Someone at ESPN has hacked the iMessage encryption, and they pass those scoops along to Woj. A few go to Rachel Nichols, and that's how they get so many scoops. There we go. I've solved it. Except, do you think the players would even be okay with that? <laughs> Actually, I just think Woj is probably included in their group text. <laughs> That's how he gets so many scoops. Yeah, he probably just, and honestly, it's probably like, maybe there's like a contractual thing with ESPN. Like, okay, we know you get so many scoops. Look, you get a lot of scoops, but you're not that good on TV. Rachel Nichols is far better at you on TV. Yeah. So you're going to give some of those scoops to Rachel Nichols. We'll pay a little extra, whatever, because it's better coming from her. She's just better at it. Yeah, so maybe, maybe Woes or someone has hacked iMessage encryption. Or Woes just... Is Woj and, and gets, his, <laughs> gets his scoops. Be, be careful what you send. <laughs> Woj knows. <laughs> he knows everything. Woj and the NSA. They know everything. Honestly, it's so sad that he has known several times that players are being traded before they know. Before they find they out from knew. him. Wouldn't that be surreal? Like finding out that you got let go from your job over a tweet? 
from a guy who's not a part of the organization. From, from a random guy. <laughs> Woz just tweets out. He's like, Paul Hovey is let go from his job. I'd be like, what? <laughs> you go into work, you're like, hey, um, how's everything going, guys? They're like, well, there's something to tell you. You ever heard of a guy named Adrian? And you're like, fuck. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. But anyway, back to the game. LeBron. LeBron. LeBron, 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 LeBron. Every single day. So let's go through the top five players in the finals. LeBron's number one. Honestly, I was thinking about this because Paul and I were talking about the end game. We were trying to figure out what to say about the game. Things that make it interesting. I mean, you tell me your top five. I'll tell you my top five. Let's do that. Okay. My top five, LeBron would be number one. Jimmy Butler is number two. I mean, I don't even have to explain that too much. He had two 30-point triple doubles. AD, to me, is number three because he played arguably the best defense out of anyone in the whole series. Four and five is where it gets a little bit trickier to me. It's where we just, we honestly start falling into role-player territory. I think if Goran Dragic was playing, he would be that number four player that's kind of where I expect him to fall um I would also expect Bam to fall in that category but he was hurt and he just I didn't really feel a lot of impact from him when I was watching the game um I think my number four would have to be KCP he played good defense he shot the ball well he made some timely buckets for him he was just an overall good player for them this series my number five is Probably, I kind of hate this. I don't even want to say it. It might be Rondo. It's a, he, he played well. I mean, it feels wrong to have four players from the Lakers. They did win the series. But, I mean, Duncan Robinson, maybe, just for balling out in a few games there. Maybe Bam, just for still having some impact. But I just, I didn't feel like there was any standout player from the Heat that would make my top five players in the finals. Tell us your thoughts, Matt. Tell me I'm wrong. So, I don't know if you're necessarily wrong, but where Paul gives good, quaint analysis, I will not. (laughs) Here's my thoughts on the series. And this is no disrespect to any of the players on either team. Inherently. (laughs) I don't mean this when I say this, but... (laughs) But... The quality of... So, a top five list is kind of fun to do. Top ten lists are fun to do. But, the quality of basketball overall was really good. The number of players who played the highest quality basketball, there's a big difference to me it's lebron at number one jimmy butler at number two those are those are easy those are gimmies anthony davis at number three yep and then again no offense it doesn't matter it just doesn't matter after that and here's why it doesn't matter because while kcp played really well rondo played pretty well caruso played well they had like the role players played well we wouldn't be talking about any of those players if it weren't for LeBron James, if it weren't for Anthony Davis. 
Right, but that's not the point of this exercise. That's the point of my exercise. <laughs> so I will do an actual top five. So that's my like. Okay, yeah. Kind this of is like su- a teacher asking you a question. You're like, actually, I'm smarter than you. And then the teacher's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, but I am. No, I'm not. I'm not smarter than my no. teachers. I'm kind of dumb in school. But <laughs> no, but I mean, but that's honestly how I feel. I really don't like, I don't feel like it's, I feel like it would be disingenuous to even include people like Rondo and KCP with the other three. Because it's just not even they, close. They don't fit in the li- I mean, right. That's that, my point. My point is that there's, like, again, no disrespect to those guys, but there's such a, like, from three to four, it's a huge drop-off. There, There is a drop-off. Huge drop-off. Oh, so, yeah. what I would say... And honestly, there's a drop-off between one, two, and three. There is. Like, you, you could make an argument for Jimmy being number one. I... But, How? Make the argument, Paul. I mean, he carried... He basically single-handedly carried his team to two NBA Finals wins. Yeah, he did. That's more... LeBron didn't have to carry his team. He was he was still the better player by pretty much every measure. But Jimmy basically carried his team to two Finals wins. But in both cases, neither team could have won without those players. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, it's... Yeah, it's apples I mean, and it's, oranges. It, it's one of those where you could kind of make a case for Jimmy Butler being a finals MVP because if you take Jimmy Butler off of this current heat team with Goran Dragic out for most of the series Bam being you know kind of knocked up not playing super great Tyler Hero not making a lot of shots Duncan Robinson having some off games like they get swept without Jimmy Butler they get not only swept they get blown out swept they get 30 points every game I mean, so Jimmy Butler was arguably the most valuable player because he carried them to two finals victories. That being said, if LeBron is out and Jimmy Butler is in and the Heat team is, you know, full health, the Heat probably win. Yeah. So LeBron James is also a very valuable player. And he just is one of those things where, like, Jimmy Butler would have a 30-point triple-double and LeBron's like, yeah, I dropped, like, 47 and 7 or so. Like, just an incredible stat line by himself. Like, he wasn't that far behind Jimmy. And where I think, you know, right now Jimmy Butler is playing overall better defense than LeBron. Now, he didn't play that. Like, he played good defense tonight. There were some missed, I mean, missed assignments. There were things he didn't do great tonight. Which I don't blame him because he played almost the entire game last time. Right. And he had to. I mean, just to even have this opportunity at a game six. Yeah. And it's, you can't, I mean, you can't fault him. No, I don't fault him. But I think again, and we've talked about this, you know, it's funny. The first episode we mentioned Michael Jordan and I had to put a disclaimer on like, this won't just be about Michael Jordan. I I need to put another disclaimer. We're not just going (laughs) to talk about LeBron James every episode either, but he's been in the finals. So like you have to talk about LeBron James. And it's one of those things where dude is in his 17th year in the NBA and He's getting better. Like seasoned, I guess, is a good way to put it. Well, he keep he keeps building on his IQ. I mean, he keeps seeing new plays. He keeps seeing new defenses and coming up with new ways of counteracting them. At this point, he's seen pretty much everything the NBA has to offer, and he knows how he can beat it. And that's scary. All right, so quit stalling, Matt. Who's your four and five? Well, I was, I was going to say, and then you just kept saying shit and giving me shit about it. So, But yeah. <laughs> so 
I would agree with KCP at four. Oh, really? You agree with me? That's cool. I do. Okay. That's interesting. I'm giving him a death glare right now. You can't see that. <laughs> KCP at four. And then I would actually say, I thought, I've been thinking about this for a long time for at least 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Which for Matt to think about anything for 20 minutes is, I feel like he's about to propose to it's me. It's kind of incredible. Yeah. I, I'm not going to, but. Um, I'll keep waiting. <laughs> I think Paul will propose to a woman in the next year. That's my hot take right now. I'm throwing away the, I'm throwing it the list. Paul's going to propose in the next year. Hot take. Okay, that's a hot take. That's a hot take. But back to the list. Number five. <laughs> yeah, you're still stalling. I'm not stalling. Oh, just say a name. Number five. I'm going to say it for you. You're going to say Alex Caruso, and then you're going to hate yourself. I'm not. Okay. I thought about Caruso, and I thought about Rondo. I'm giving props to Duncan Robinson. All right. Um, I think he and Rondo and Caruso are basically tied for fifth, in my opinion. They all played very similar. But Duncan Robinson, I think, is probably the most improved player throughout the entire playoffs. Starting from the beginning of the playoffs to now, he has improved, as we said last episode, in front of our eyes, both offensively and defensively. And while he has made some mistakes, he has shown he's going to be a productive player in this league. Paul and I a lot of times will talk about certain players that, because there's certain players on teams that they fit that team, but maybe not other teams they wouldn't do well on. But there are some players, some guys that are just gamers. They, again, work really hard and they just kind of play the right way that you want on your team. And he's one of those guys. And I was talking to Matt, so I'm an Atlanta fan. We had Kyle Korver on the team for many years until he left us to stay with Coach Bud in Milwaukee, which is which is fine. Um, Duncan Robinson reminds me of Kyle Korver, and not just, you know, because they're both white and three-point specialists, but just sort of the, the quick release that they have. They just come around curls on the outside. They spend most of their time on the three-point line just going around screens, popping up three-pointers making a large percentage and if they ever have a layup it's like how did they get there <laughs> how did Duncan Robinson hit a layup it must be a fast break and I mean something that I think can be tough in the NBA is knowing your role you know knowing that you're not LeBron James but you're Duncan Robinson or you're KCP and your job is to make three-pointers and dunks and that's what you do and if Duncan Robinson can be Kyle Korver like, that's a good NBA career. That is a great NBA career. You can't be upset with that, especially coming from where he came from. Great. That would be a great story. Yeah, absolutely. So, I I don't hate the number five pick. And you were right when what you were saying, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. You have LeBron and AD being two of the top three, and then the cliff, and that's sort of the, that's why the Lakers won. If Miami hadn't... If number four for Miami was close to where AD was, the series would have been a lot closer. But Miami just kind of had a talent deficit when they didn't need it. So let's look forward briefly. I have to think Lakers will be odds on favorite to win next season. Anthony Davis will resign, we assume, for the max. We So, yeah, Anthony Davis, technically free agent, but he's going to resign. 
the thing that I'm looking for is, I guess the, the thought that kind of occurs to me that could be insane is that even though this Lakers team just won the championship, they're not even as good as they can be. I mean, we've been predicting LeBron to get worse just because he's 35 going on 36. We look foolish every year. We're like, oh man, he's going to turn 33. He's going to be worse. Oh, he's going to turn 34. He's going to be worse. And then he's like, what if I don't get worse? And I actually maybe get a little better at different aspects of my game. And not even dogging on him like, oh, LeBron, this is going to be the year he... No, it's like, okay, he's 33. He's probably going to average a little less in points. Yeah. And he has over the years a little less. But like minutes minutes played. And so he won't have as much impact on the game because he's not playing as much. And then he's like, all right, it's the finals. I'm going to come out for 42 minutes and give you a triple-double. He might have the longest peak in professional sports history. Oh, he has to. He has to have the longest peak. I mean... Well, got to give a shout-out to Roger Federer. Sure. And maybe some golfers. Golf's kind of a different sport. Yeah, I mean, golfers aren't putting their body on the line. Neither is Roger Federer like LeBron James does every Ten- single tennis is a Tennis is a tough sport. Sure, Paul. I say as a tennis player. Sure. <laughs> it's not NBA tough. It It is not, no. Because you're not colliding with other people. But... What LeBron has been able to do over his career is... It's awesome. It's, it's so fun to watch. It's, it's incredible. It's great. We love it. Man, I can't wait to see. And I look, I don't want to see a Lakers repeat because fuck the Lakers. Again, I don't like the Lakers. As a franchise, as a Timberwolves fan, as a fan of a team in the West, I don't like the Lakers. So I don't want to see them win again next year. But I love seeing LeBron win championships because it just furthers his greatness. You know, I don't think I've ever actually admitted this to you, but I will to the podcast. I liked the Lakers growing up. I had... I didn't know this. This is like <laughs> happening right now, and I'm kind of not okay with it. <laughs> I had like a Shaq and Kobe like book or something, and that's... I don't know. That's just like what got me into the Lakers and partly into basketball. Now, fuck Kobe. Fuck the Lakers. You know, I've grown up, but yeah. Back in the day, I I liked the Lakers and the Baltimore Ravens. I'm not proud of this. I'm also not sure people will be happy with you saying fuck Kobe. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I had a bad taste in teams when I was younger. Fuck Ray Lewis. Fuck the Ravens. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, look, as far as the whole Kobe thing goes, we don't need to get into it because it's still super sensitive. But... I understand the fuck Kobe because when you're a fan of a team, especially like in the West, I mean, the Lakers fucked over some Minnesota teams. Like there were some dirty teams, man. Like you, you hated them. You hated those teams. I, I should clarify what happened to Kobe this year in 2020 is a tragedy. It is a disaster for the sport of basketball. And I do not wish obviously that on anyone. And, Thoughts to his family. Yeah, of course. I don't think anyone thought you thought that. No. Just to clarify, just to put the record straight. Because, listen, we're going to deviate for a second. On Twitter last year, Magic Johnson put out this, like, thing of his favorite male singers. And he had Michael Jackson over Prince. I'm a huge Prince fan. And fuck Michael Jackson, by the way. Fuck Michael Jackson. Fuck Michael Jackson. So if you want to bring it to me, Michael Jackson stands and lovers, bring it the fuck on right here, right now. (laughs) I will die on this hill. 
He said, like, he had MJ above Prince. All I did was reply to this tweet, and I just said, Prince, greater sign, MJ. And holy shit, the amount of flack I got. I was, like, replying to tweets, dealing with shit on Twitter for, like, two days. It was insane. I'm not that active on Twitter. I don't have a big following. No one cares about what I say on Twitter. And, man, there's, like, still... Years after Michael Jackson's death, there are these ridiculous stands that are just in, like they're just insane. And by the way, Michael Jackson did that thing. He did it. Fuck Michael Jackson. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. But it's di- like so. This is different from the Kobe thing. Paul is not saying so. Kobe stands. Laker stands. We're not saying anything about what happened. It was no. terrible. Man, Kobe, you know, Kobe had some issues. Um, we, we don't have to get into Colorado. Get into we don't that. have to get into that stuff. But it seems like he really got his life on track after he retired. He really focused on his family, all that kind of stuff. It sucks to see. Like, it sucks yes. to see that he couldn't be what he was trying to be. He was a great dad. Like, he was he was really having getting everything figured out. So, you know what? Shout out to the Bryant family. Shout out to Vanessa, shout out to the kids, shout out to everybody, because that sucks, man. Like, the Absolutely. impact that had on the franchise, and because, well, I like to get the Lakers shit, you know, like, Jeannie Buss has been involved for so long. Oh, yeah. Rob Palenka not being the GM, but, like, Kobe's best friend, all that. I mean, it does hit close to home. So, um, but I do want to make sure, and I know Paul does too, like, this championship, while they're going to be all talking about Kobe now... This is LeBron's championship. Oh yeah. This is this is LeBron's championship. And AD. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of unknown about AD who had never been to the playoffs before. Anyone anyone championship. Won a championship. Yeah. So shout out shout out to AD. You know, he actually showed up in his first playoff run. He did. He could he could have been better. He could have been he so he could have been better. But um but I mean I don't know he, if it'll be a next did. episode. It'll be soon. Paul and I will do an episode about each of our top 10 players in the NBA. And I'm going to do a little bit of foreshadowing. <laughs> Part of the reason I am so hard on AD as a player is because I'm pretty high on him as a player. Yeah, you see him in... I, I feel the same way about Giannis, to be honest. They have all the tools to be just godly at basketball. But who has a championship now? Who has a ring? Well, who played with LeBron? If that's Giannis instead of AD, they still win a championship. The Bucks also had Kyle arguably Corver. the best team on paper. Yeah, with Kyle Korver. I mean, the Bucks had a better <laughs> team than the Lakers. On paper, I would agree. I've picked Milwaukee the I know. last two we years. We talked to about win. it last time. It's just it's still it's still it's crazy to me that they it's painful really fucked it up. Speaking of painful, Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson. So we were talking about this, you know, for those of you that watch the NFL, and yes, I'm mentioning the NFL again, Paul. Not that I'm even that it's big fine. of a... It's fine. I read up the Ravens earlier. Um, oh, by the way, hey, speaking of the NFL, totally random, but fuck Kirk Cousins. <laughs> if we say the NFL at all, it has to be followed with fuck Kirk Cousins. Fuck Kirk Cousins. Because why not? Fuck Kirk Cousins. That's fine. But speaking of the NFL, if you watch the NFL... You probably loathe greatly when you have to listen to 
Troy Aikman and Joe Buck gab. They suck. They're terrible to listen to. It, yeah. It's, it's awful. And I feel like Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson have become that for the NBA. Some games, Jeff Van Gundy has a good game. Like, good. he does a good job calling the game. He has some thoughtful analysis. I honestly never feel that way about Mark Jackson. I just, I never think he really adds anything to the game. Mama? There goes that man. I mean, come on. Hand down, man down. Mark Jackson is just salty that he's not a coach. In that his team won the championship the year after he was let go. I would be kind of salty about that. I'd I would be, be like, salty too, but he just like, he can't get over it. And you can just still tell that it really bothers him. Yeah. I mean, six years later now? Is that what it is? Yeah. I mean, I would be salty if I was let go. Someone came in, just did a much better job than I did. But then, if I still got the chance to make millions of dollars to go on air and just talk about the game, I'd be like, all right, you know what? That previous career sucked, but this one's pretty great. Nope, he's just like, I was fucking bitter about this. And, you know... He said something in the game tonight where he was like, oh, the coach doesn't really matter when he was talking about Frank Vogel. And I was like, Mark Jackson, what the fuck are you doing? You were a coach. You're basically saying what you did doesn't matter. But then you were fired and your team won the fucking championship. Like, So coaching maybe, does matter? Maybe you were a bad coach because you thought it didn't matter. I mean, look, this is where Paul and I disagree. I don't think Mark Jackson was a bad coach. I don't think he was a great coach. Well, Mark Jackson I, thinks he was a bad coach because he thinks coaches don't matter. I do think Mark Jackson is a homophobe, and I don't like that. Well, yeah, I mean, that's so not even basketball-related. <laughs> well, so. It's, hu- it's human-related. So, on that note, fuck Mark Jackson for being a homophobe. Fuck Mark Jackson. Yeah. Jeff Van Gundy, I like Jeff Van Gundy a lot. But, yeah, I just I feel like maybe that pairing has just gotten old. Yeah, because sometimes Jeff Van Gundy just turns into, like, the grumpy old man, which, if I had to listen to Mark Jackson for that long, I kind of would, too. You know who I think needs to call the finals next year? I think we're going to be on this on the same way. Stan Van Gundy and Jeff Van Gundy. Okay. Brothers paired up. Oh, man. They would just be going at each other. I mean, that would be fun. Stan Van Gundy should because he's great. He... Do you but, think he gets a head coaching job? He probably gets a head coaching job. I don't job. think he does. Not for a while. You don't think so? I don't think he does. I think he should if he wants it. I don't I don't see him being an assistant somewhere. No, I think he'll stay in broadcasting because he's been with TNT this year. I think he's good. I like listening to him call games. He's fun. He's like, basically, he's like a not as tread out version of his brother. Shout out to TNT, by the way. Yeah, they, shout out to TNT. Man, they, do they do a good well. They do a good job with their coverage. But my big shout-out, because, look, it's going to be an ESPN person because it's ABC that always does the finals. So, yep. here's who I think should do it. Doris Burke. Doris Burke's great. Shout-out to Doris Burke. Shout-out to Doris Burke. She's like, yeah, she's a G. She's awesome. She does such a good job. And the thing I love about Doris Burke is she knows her shit, and she calls people out, other commentators, when they don't. All right. Doris Burke and Bill Walton. Calling the game. That would be the best <laughs> finals. You would have to. Who would? Would he still have Mike? I don't hate Mike Breen as the play-by-play. Mike Breen is fine. You could have Mark Jones or whatever too. Yeah. Like 
They're they're fine. They're fine. They're fine. They're fine. You have to have that. Yeah, I don't really have a disdain for either one of them. Why can't the finals just be on TNT? <laughs> have Kevin Harlan do the finals, man. That's who it should be. Kevin Harlan's good at his job. And I love Chris Webber on TNT, too. Because Chris Webber gives some hot takes. Yeah, I mean... And like, he backs it up. He's good. I like Chris, Chris Webber. Chris Webber and Reggie Miller... Some people like them, some people don't. You, you get mixed reviews. Reggie, to me, is interesting. He's not that great, but I like listening to him. I think he's fun. I'm not the biggest Reggie on TV fan. I was going to say that. I don't mind Chris Webber. I think he's I think he's fine. I think he's better than the others, just because I think some of the others are kind of bad. But I don't think Chris Webber is exemplary at his job. So maybe Stan Van Gundy, Chris Webber... And Kevin Harlan. I'm down with that. I would be so down with that. I'm down. It is kind of nice to have an ex-player in there just to give their perspective on things. Yeah, and I mean, I think... Yeah, maybe the problem is Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy were both coaches. They're both trying to give the well, same... Mark Jackson was a player. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Who but... played... Didn't he play for Jeff Van Gundy? I'm almost positive <laughs> on those Knicks teams. I think. I could be wrong. I just... I was only thinking of him as a coach, but you're right. You're but... right. Yeah, but again, I think it's one of those things where I would hope they just make a change because there's it's just it's boring. Yeah, if I at hear this point. hand down, man down again, like I may just punch Matt's TV and leave and not replace it. <laughs> that was a thirty-two inch plasma screen TV you broke. <laughs> Copyright, sorry. Yeah. Overall, recapping the playoffs, I guess, in like a very macro sense. Man, again, great to have basketball back. It was awesome to have basketball back. And basketball started, it went, and it finished. Which is amazing. Adam Silver for president. Not really. Uh, <laughs> the China thing won't work out. <laughs> the China thing won't work out. Sorry, it's not, it's, it, that ain't going to happen. Yeah, I wasn't trying to get too geopolitical there, but... Uh... <laughs> Regardless, he did a very good job implementing a structure that works for the NBA, works for viewers, works for the players, works for the players' union, works for everyone. And Chris Paul again, we said this in like I think our first episode, but Chris Paul again was instrumental in that, being the head of the players' union. Getting everyone on board. I mean, that's... A... In the grand scheme of things, they're getting paid millions of dollars to play basketball, so it's not a lot to ask, but... In what they're used to doing and how they're used to living, that was a big ask. And they're still humans. And There's... they are. And so for him to for him to be able to lobby everybody and get them on the same page, that's that's a really good job in that role for him. It can be easy for us as outsiders to say, well, yeah, they're getting paid millions. Of course, I would leave my family for three months if you paid me $13 million. But there's a lot more that goes into it than just your income versus leaving your family. Like, There's a lot more on the line and at stake and are you going to catch coronavirus and is that going to damage you long term gordon hayward missed the birth of his kid yeah which i think was not a good decision i'm sorry i know he wanted to play but man that's not cool i mean if you if he wins the nba finals and he goes back and he's like hey i named you larry (laughs) o'brien But his last name's Hayward. 
you know, it's like, I missed your birth, but I have this trophy for you. I honestly, so there's there's a lot of things that I think NBA players would miss for a championship. I don't think, shout out to Mobile the Cat, by the <laughs> way, who just meowed. Yeah, if you can hear that, it's my cat. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think the birth of your child should be something you miss. That's my personal opinion. I don't I don't care what it's for. I don't think you should miss that. So, Matt has a kid and I don't, so I defer all the expert analysis so, to him. So, I'm not going to give a shout out to Gordon Hayward. I'm going to say boo boo. I'm not going to say <laughs> fuck you because I like Gordon Hayward. He's like he's he's all right, but yeah, not uh not and, the decision I would have made. But and that's, and that's the thing, it, it's more nuanced than simply Oh, you got to be there because the team is there, you know, because the other teams are going to be there. It's, and there's, I mean, there's a lot of talk about depression and loneliness and things like that that crept up from the time. They're of the still bubble. human. They're still, they're still people. Yeah. And to treat them different, it's just not, I mean, you can do it, be- I suppose, but it's just not productive. Because they were in isolation, essentially. I mean, that's what the bubble was to protect them from coronavirus, but that is protecting them from other people i feel like the first few days of that you know there were all those social media posts about the food it was like i feel like they thought it was their version of the fire festival where they were getting this <laughs> in like fuck well, they, is this what we're gonna have to do for the next three months they actually got something so it was still better than the fire festival <laughs> well fight what they get like it's some cheese sandwich or something terrible yeah but yeah, it was like joel and bead posting photos of a salad and he's like this ain't gonna cut it <laughs> You can't just give like a salad and like a small piece of chicken, a couple of little sides to a seven foot three human being. Yeah, who weighs like two hundred whatever pounds. It's just yeah, it's not gonna work. But Me? if that's the biggest complaint they have in the bubble, and that that was one of the biggest problems, again, huge success. That it, and the, I mean, they were able to rectify the situation. They kind of improved on the fly. They weren't like, sorry, these are the commandments in stone. There will be no outside food. They're like, all right, this is a problem. The players are unhappy. How can we address this while keeping everyone safe? Right. So props to the NBA for doing a great job. It's been great to have some sports back. The NFL is currently like praying that their players don't catch a pandemic and it has not worked out. So I think Kirk Cousins is praying too. Well, it didn't work. No, it didn't. (laughs) And, uh, also, fuck Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah, so we had the play-in games, all the rounds of the playoffs, the conference finals, the NBA finals, and it was basketball. It wasn't coronavirus. That's it right. It was basketball. That's right. That is going to probably be the story of sports in the year 2020. When all is said and done. Shout out to the NHL also. Yeah. The NHL is able to do it. But the NBA, I think, has kind of a bigger platform, at least socially. They do. So, And shout out to the NBA for having Black Lives Matter on the court, having a lot of social justice initiatives in that regard. For them to be able to kind of marry those two things, because when all this hit, I mean, George Floyd was murdered at the end of May. Everything started in July, August. Yep. And that was at the height of a lot of protests. A lot of things had happened. If you remember that playoff game where the Bucks 
Yep, the um, Wildcat it was, strike. It was the Kenosha. Yep. The Wildcat strike when that, um, Jacob Blake was, was shot. And there, there were some threats to the season there. There were questions going around. Can we even play the sport while this is happening? And again, that's where the players' union and the league and everybody got together and figured it out. Yep. And they, and they did a good job, I think, of respecting everyone in those discussions. So now, the now, NBA's over. Now we have an offseason. We have an offseason. We're we probably have, not going to have basketball until they're saying like late January, early February at this point. I got to think they try to come back for Christmas Day. I'm just, That's what Adam Silver says, man. He says I, late January, early February, so... I got to think Christmas Day is just their target, right? That's their optimal goal. That is a very short off-season turnaround for them. That's two months, but... Is it... Well, it's not even two months because you have to think about the draft is not for a while. But, I mean, the... Free the agency NBA, is going to be a short period of time. The NBA lives on Christmas Day. You know, the NFL has Thanksgiving. The NBA has Christmas Day. You give that up, what do you have? We should have just an exhibition game between the eight teams who weren't in the bubble play on Christmas Day. That's a a Christmas Day tournament. Yeah. I like it. The Hawks versus the Timberwolves. In in the for the championship. <laughs> the Christmas Day championship. And here's the great part. The winners get presents, the losers get coal. <laughs> Neither team will win. It'll be the first NBA game that ends in a tie. They'll go five overtimes or six. There'll be some rule that we've never heard of because it's never happened. And it'll be like, actually, guys, it tied. And we'll be like, what? They'll be like, no one wants to play anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You have Trey Young just like sitting in the corner, checking up three, sitting down like, fuck this shit. This sucks. You have Cat like just throwing the ball into the head of, I don't know, Josh Kogi or somebody like, dude. God damn it. We can't even win a game. They, they try to dunk and they just get like two inches off the ground. They're yeah. like, I just can't. I just can't anymore. And the best part is no one would care. They'd be like, isn't that cool? The exhibition game tied after six overtimes. It'd just be like some random trivia fact in 10 years. I, you know, I don't hate that idea. I just threw that out there. The eight teams who didn't play. I do play like on that. Christmas Day. And that would be kind of cool... Because I do feel bad, besides the fact that we like the Hawks and the Wolves, I do feel bad for those eight teams because that's such a disadvantage. You already suck. You're right. already not good. And you don't get any com- like any competitive stuff. I mean, a team like the Heat are just becoming, I mean, a lot better over the course of this finals run. And the Hawks and Timberwolves didn't get that. No. And for a team like the Timberwolves, who basically traded away their entire franchise... And have so many players who haven't played enough together. That would have been valuable for them. They're having their own kind of like a mini camp thing, but it's not the same. No, it's not. I mean, the experience is what really matters. Yeah. Like Tyler Hero was not great in these finals. And that's kind of to be expected from a 20 year old rookie rookie, but he's going to be better because now he has that experience. You know, Kat's my boy, and like a lot of people have compared him and Jokic. And I mean, Jokic has an advantage right now because he's been in the playoffs, because he's had more time, he's had more experience to, to get better and play in those big game moments. And Kat just hasn't. 10 out of 10 people would take Jokic on their team over Kat, 
because Jokic has shown that he can do it when it matters. 9 out of 10, if I'm on the 10. <laughs> well, 10 out of 10 reasonable people? We'll get to our top 10 lists yeah. later, you'll see. <laughs> Matt has Cat number 1, LeBron number 2. <laughs> Spoiler alert, no offense, Cat is not in my top 10. <laughs> good <laughs> Begrudge, begrudgingly as much as i would love to be like a super homer and do it it just i can't but d'angelo russell is also not in the top <laughs> 10 all right man so that's that's a wrap that's the season it was a weird season it felt like it was three years but it's, it was the season we had the lakers are the champions I'm the v- heat are the runners up i'm very thankful we had the season and now we can look forward to the draft and free agency and basketball in just a few months and a shit ton of hot takes in the meantime shit ton of hot takes we're gonna break it down like we're charlie brown i don't know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) no we look we look really forward to being able to to tackle like a bunch of different shit and get kind of a little weird about some different ideas we have and different lists and different things and like bring it on games is fun and it'll be fun to do it in a few months again but it's gonna be fun to kind of get in the mud and and talk some mad shit i'm looking forward to it are we gonna roll around the mud i mean not literally <laughs> not literally that would be weird i'm just giving matt looks when i say this <laughs> it's, it's a little unsettling he's, he's giving me like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> all right well that's the season that's the year and that's the podcast thanks for listening to basketballers